Whether you're managing a business or simply managing your own personal finances, understanding how to use a balance sheet is a crucial but sometimes confusing part of the process. Here with us to share more is Mike Whaley, an agriculture loan officer at Heritage Federal Credit Union. This is Talking Sense with Heritage. I'm your host, Prakash Chandran. So Mike, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Let's get started with the basics. What exactly is a balance sheet or financial statement and what is it used for? A balance sheet or financial statement is a anything in a given time will tell you where you stand financially, whether it be net worth or your working capital. Lending institutes use them to determine what payments you have and if you can meet debt-to-income ratios and basically whether you can make your payments. And then you yourself can use these to determine where you're at at any given time, whether you're going forward or backwards with your net worth and whatnot. I understand. So I know that a balance sheet, at least for me, I've never really filled one out before. Usually that's something I think I would think about for business purposes. But when actually should one be filled out? I believe everybody should fill one out every year and preferably at the same time each year. And again, preferably at the beginning, like January 1. By doing that, you know where you stand financially, whether you're going backwards with your financial terms or if you're going forward. It tells us and it tells yourself how much funds you have, whether your working capital was sufficient enough to cover your upcoming debts. Again, it just tells you at any given time where you're at. Now, do you recommend like software or like a template that people can use to actually fill out a balance sheet for themselves? I do. We have one. If anybody would like to get a hold of me, we can email it to a person. I'm sure you can find some out there on Google, but we have one made up already. Okay, that's really helpful. I imagine that there are many different ways to fill out a balance sheet, but I'm curious as to some of the things that individuals tend to omit that actually really should be on that statement. You should put everything that you own and everything that you owe on a balance sheet. Most of the time, people and or businesses, what they end up forgetting is what they have accounts payable. Those are actually bills that need to be paid, and so they need to be on there. Same things accounts receivable. If somebody owes you money, it needs to be on there. And those are the things that usually people forget. You put down every car that you own and be realistic with the values. Don't tell me you have a 2,000 model car with 200,000 miles on it that's worth $60,000. It's not what you paid for it. It's what you can sell it for today. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And just to get the terminology right, when you say accounts payable and accounts receivable, accounts payable is, for example, a loan that you might owe and accounts receivable is when someone owes you money. Is that correct? Somewhat. Accounts payable isn't necessarily a loan. It could be a bill that you haven't paid yet. So it may not necessarily be a loan, but just a bill. Got it. And then accounts receivable would be the same way. If you've billed somebody and they owe you money, there's a place in there for loans all by itself. But that's generally the idea. Yeah, I can see why you say it's so important for everyone to do it at least once a year. It kind of forces them to take inventory on their whole financial picture. Like what are all the outstanding bills? What are all the loans? And put it all in one place just to see where you are or a snapshot of where you are financially. So when we talk about who exactly should fill out a balance sheet or a financial statement, you're basically saying everyone should, no matter what age you are, as soon as you start making money or paying bills, that's you. Is that correct? That's how I feel about it. Now, granted, a lot of people don't do it. 
But again, it just gives you an idea where you're at. And you know, on a personal financial statement, that's what people fill out individually. Businesses would fill out a balance sheet. Okay, understood. And can a balance sheet also be used as a instrument when, for example, I come to Heritage and try to secure a loan? I imagine that people that come with a pre-filled balance sheet, it makes your lives easier, doesn't it? Much easier. I will still go over it with them looking for things they might have missed. Maybe they might not have put down the interest rate or a payment structure on a loan. Just little things that they'll miss that I can get it done, and then that way it would speed the loan process up. Now, you know, I mentioned up at the top the difference between a personal and a business financial statement. Can you just talk about the differences between the two? Well, the main difference is, of course, a personal financial statement. You will put down, again, everything you owe. But if you owe part of a business, you'll put down the value of that business within your personal. On a business financial statement does not take into account all your personal stuff, like your 401ks and whatnot. It would be everything that is owned by the business. Got it. Now, you've probably been working with lots of clients. Some might have a balance sheet filled out or understanding of how to do that, and some don't. If there's one thing that you know to be true that you wish more people knew about balance sheet hygiene or otherwise, what would you want to share with them? I guess the main thing would be to make sure you put everything down. Don't omit anything. If you don't think it's very important, you know, it may be important to the financial institute to know what's going on with that. Got it. Yeah. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation, Mike. Thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything else that you want to share with our audience before we sign off? One thing, if you struggle filling out that balance sheet and you're dealing with our institution, with Heritage Federal, you can come to me or any of the other commercial loan officers and we can help you get through that thing. And also, just thanks for having me and I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, it's so awesome to have a resource in the community like Heritage to help with these things. I can definitely see the importance. So Mike, thank you so much for the information and for your time today. And again, thanks for having me. That was Mike Whaley, Agriculture Loan Officer at Heritage Federal Credit Union. For more information, you can visit heritagefederal.org slash lending. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks again for listening to Talking Sense with Heritage. My name is Prakash Chandran, and until next time, stay well. Loans may be subject to credit review and approval, and property insurance may be required. Membership restrictions may apply. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Heritage Federal Credit Union. 